that. Only we generally think about things like that with regard to money. And it's a, it's a big subject that's kind of the understatement of the millennium. Wait, wait. Um, I would say that the Y2K bug, should it have provided a lower balance in your bank account, would have been the understatement of the millennium. You see what I, you see what I did there with that? It was a, no, yeah, I grown a little. I am really glad I'm wearing boots is all <laughs> I've got to say. I did it, I did it. Once more under the breach, dear friends. Else fill up the wall with our English dead. Good morning again, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and welcome to another exciting episode of The Personal Wealth Coach, starring Jake and Jeff McClure. Together, Am I we, on the right mic? Uh, I think you are now. Uh, for Good, a, okay. a minute during the, uh, the intro, uh, I was hearing everything that your hands did and nothing that your mouth did. Oh, well, it's because I was using sign language. Right. So... Uh, Audible sign language. Right. Snap it. Yeah. All right. All right. So this is the personal wealth coach. Uh, there are two of us in this program and then you. However many of you there are out there. At least none at the very least. <clears throat> yes, it's true. Uh, we are both bald. We are both going to be talking about the economy, about why banks fail and how to avoid bank failures, how to make huge amounts of money in the market. Um, like What? Yeah, yeah. We can talk about how Will Rogers said to do that. Uh, Start off with a large fortune, invest it. Well, this is how to make a small fortune in the market. Yeah, you start off with oh. a large fortune. Right. That is, right. There that, you that, go. Uh, no, it is also possible to maintain a large fortune, but you got to do it right. All right. So, and also Will Rogers, um, buy a stock. When it goes up, sell it. If it doesn't go up, don't buy it in the first place. Well, people have done that. Yeah, it's just called fraud. <laughs> With options, yeah. They, they, they figured out how to, since oh, they're options. running their own company's options, what they did is they uh, arranged for themselves to buy the stock retroactively when it was lower than it was when they sold it. Wouldn't that be nice? Yes. It's like if, if the blackjack dealer told you what the cards were going to be. Man, lovely. So this is the personal wealth coach, and we're going to talk about lots of strange th things today. We've had a lot of questions to us about the bank failure of uh, S, uh, the the uh, Silicon Valley Bank SVB. Uh, we've also uh, got other stuff to talk about, lots of good stuff to talk about. But before we do that, we have to tell you all the disclosures. We are bald. We are bearded. Uh, our firm, The Personal Wealth Coach, is also the name of this program. And it, the firm is registered with the SEC to give fiduciary investment advice. Now, does that mean that the SEC somehow favors our firm? No. In fact, if anything, it's brought our firm to their attention, um, which may not be what you want in a governmental re regulatory situation. But we like that they do what they do, and we like that they're curmudgeons, and we go, they go around with a big smick, stick and smack people for taking other people's money. That doesn't mean that they're going to like us. We like them. It's a different thing. Okay, so uh, is there a little bit over power sometimes? Maybe, but that's not up to us. All right, we, just because we're registered with them to give investment advice and fiduciary goodness, we can't do that on the air, though. That doesn't mean we can do that here. We can't. There's privacy issues. We don't know all of you or none of you. If there's none of you listening, then all of you would be none of you. How's that for opposing infinite um, 
mathematics. Mm -hmm. All or nothing is sometimes nothing. Uh, let's see. So those are those are the big ones. So you want to give the the deeming. You want to get your deem on or your demon. The information that we present on this educational radio program has been obtained from sources we deem to be reliable, but we make no warranty or guarantee as to the accuracy or completeness of said information. Very nice. Uh, we do give full warranty that all information that we do not give was not given by us. Thank you. I want to make that very mm. clear to everyone present or not present. Please raise your hand if you're not. <clears throat> Thank you. Um, the last thing is we do not pay for this radio program. We are not paying the studio to be here. They are not paying us to be here. It is a mutual, uh, I don't know, is it communist when that happens? I don't know. They're making money on it. Um, we do pay for advertising on the station for the radio program at, at the going rate for advertisement, as they do as well. Though I don't think they pay themselves for it. I think they give themselves some kind of a discount. I don't, I don't know why. Just, just a thought. Uh, and that's the end of our disclosure. So what happened this week in the market? Something happened in the market? I, I don't know. There's, there was a there was a farmer's market and there was a right. big dust up between two drunken people at the farmer's market. But I don't think that's what we're talking about. Well, when it comes to the stock market, something interesting did happen. It was a rough week. Uh, the S&P 500, the primary methodology, the primary indicator we used to follow the market and say, this is what the market did. It dropped 4.56% for the week, which was relatively a lot. Of course, it closed at 3861.59. And if you've been listening to us for any length of time, you recognize we said, keep an eye on that 4,000 mark. The 4,000 mark is a real indicator whether the market is on the way up or on the way down. Well, this is on the way down. First Chairman Powell, then other members of the Federal Reserve Board have continued to beat the drum, saying very clearly that interest rates are going to go, are very likely to go higher than the pundits and probably the people in the bond market think, and they will stay higher longer than those people think. And I really don't know that a lot of folks have got that yet. I think they still expect at some point, matter of fact, I just read an article yesterday Strongly advising from Morningstar, who I normally a very trustworthy source, strongly advising that you buy a bunch of bonds right now because there's a recession coming in. When the recession comes, interest rates will drop and you'll make a big profit on bonds. And I just went, oh, man. Yeah. Oh. One, one of the things that I should point out here, I know we're still in the middle of the radio uh, announcement of, of the market and so on, but it's important. One of the tenants of the Federal Reserve at the moment. This has been true for about 18 years now. Wasn't always true, but it's been very closely protected by the Federal Reserve for the last almost two decades, is that they tell you what they're going to do in advance, and they get as explicit as they can about it, and they do it in more detail than you want to hear. Well, why are they doing that? Well, because the studies all show that when they do that, you're less surprised when they do the thing that they've been telling you that they're going to do. I know somebody had to get some uh, large study grants to get this one figured out. People are less surprised when you tell them about the surprise party before it happens just for some reason. Well, so they've kept to this tenet of informing people what their intent is long-term. 
it still causes shocks in the market when they actually do what they said they were going to do, which is humorous uh, on many layers for me because people try to second guess them. The reality is that the Federal Reserve has been saying we might have a recession or we might not quite a bit recently. And they're also saying that the interest rate is going to remain up anyway because their job is to fight inflation, not to fight recessions. And that's the thing that most articles don't understand. Their job is not to keep us out of a recession. Nowhere, nowhere in their job does it say stay out of a recession or help us when we're in one. Their job is to protect our currency. And if we have inflation, they'll put us in a, refresh, in, in a recession to get us out of it. Okay, back to you. Sorry about that. Well, anyway, the members of the Federal Reserve Board, particularly the voting members, were saying over and over and over again that interest rates are going to be higher longer than people expect. And the market started to get that finally. And when they started to get it, they started looking around and realized that there's a lot of companies out there, particularly the tech companies, the ones that soared in 2022 and are soaring again in this market bounce that we've just been that we've been going through those companies profitability was based on if you if you look at the guts of the company you realize that their profitability is largely based on the fact that they can borrow short term at nearly zero interest rates so they can take their time making a profit so they basically are getting free money uh, that they can borrow to make profits, borrowing from company, borrowing from places like uh, 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 Silicon Valley Bank and other places like that. And we'll get into that in a minute too. But the issue is the market began. The the people who are in the stock market begin to look at the prices of these high tech companies, and look underneath the hood and realize that yeah, their even their projected profitability is based on the concept that interest rates will be low in the future. And so the selling started and it gradually all week wound down. And then on Friday, as SVB bank failed, that's a mouthful. Well, it's just uh, FV, the, the B in SVB is bank. So it's like ATM machine. You'll say the last letter a lot of times right. if you keep adding it back in. I got that, but the SV bank then, because the, it's important to recognize that SVB is a bank. Yes. And a true when bank, I first, not, not, not right. crypto shadow bank. It's a real bank. And so when SVB is in trouble, I would think most people would not have realized we're talking about an FDIC insured traditional bank. Not And because most of the time when a bank is named, the last word in the naming is bank. Well, in this case, B stands for anyway. Let me right. go on. The uh, so let's put the let's put the market in in perspective right now. Uh, well, another thing came up this week, and we'll talk about that more. Is the economy last month added three hundred eleven thousand new jobs, which is a lot more than we need to be steady state, and a lot more probably than the SEC wanted. But there's a silver lining to that, and we'll get to that too. The SPX, the Standard Poor's five hundred stock index, is still up 0.58 percent year to date. That's good. It's 7.8% higher than it was in mid-October of last year. It's about 73% higher than it was three years ago in March, which is a little distorted because three years ago in March is when we had the bear market of 2020, but it is now down 19.43% from its high in early 22. So is the market up or down? Well, it totally depends on whether you're a long-term investor or a short-term investor. If you're a long-term investor, the market is up very nicely, very healthy rise in the market over the last three and five years. 
If you're a short-term speculator, it's scary as I'll get at because it's down. Unless, of course, you got in in October, in which case you have a nice cake. So it all depends on where you are and how you want to look at it. The other stock market indicator, the CRSP, U.S. Mid-Cap Value Index, fell 6.67% for the week. It's in smaller companies. It's at 2280.68. It has now got a 2.36% decline, percent decline this year, and it is about 12% below its all-time high in January 2022. Again, to put that in contrast, if we take from the high to the low, the S&P 500 is down almost 20%, and mid-cap value slice of the stock market is down about 12%. And those are both kind of what we would expect under the circumstances we have right now. The 10-year U.S. Treasury note did something sort of interesting. It fell to 3.7% yield. Now, again, I want to point out something here that a lot of people, no matter how many times I tell them, or we tell them, it's hard to get your mind around. When interest rates fall, the value of bonds on the open market, the secondary market, rise. When interest rates rise, the value of the bonds falls on the open market. And that's critical in understanding what went on in SVP. It's been up near 4% uh, since about November. But now it's down to 3.7, which is not a huge drop, but it's a significant drop. It's about, a, in essence, it's about a 8% drop in interest rates at the 10-year point. However, the yield curve, which we have been looking at quite hard now for some time, is even more inverted. As a matter of fact, the yield curve in the bond market is the most inverted that I can find anywhere since we've been keeping record on these things. The six months. U.S. Treasury bill, which if you annual if you annualize what it's paying right now, it's well above five percent. Even the ninety day T bill annualized. Now, admittedly, you can't hold one for a year, so you're not going to get five percent. You're only going to get a quarter of that because ninety days is a quarter of the year. Is yielding over five percent? Uh, while at ten years we have, as I just said, three point seven percent. And at 30 years, if you buy a 30-year bond, from the, you loan your money to the federal government for 30 years, they'll pay you 3.7% right now. But if you loan it to them for six months, they'll pay you the equivalent of an annualized rate of 5%. So that is upside down. We've got a lot of questions out there about the bank collapse. Refer back to this in our conversation later. Remember what okay. we're saying here about the inverted yield curve, because it's a big part of what happened with the bank. It is. And this is something that people are just not, not just inverted, but there's a whole realm of things happening here that haven't happened in a long time. They've happened before uh, and it's well documented how they happened. Yeah. And but, I, am, but it's been a while. I'm old enough and have been in this business long enough to see the last time it happened. And very frankly, it is astonishing the parallels we are definitely repeating history. But anyway, we'll get into that later. West Texas Intermediate Crude Oil fell, that's WTI, fell about 4% to 76.61. It's still within the trading range it has been in for some time, but it's the lower end of it. That's good news because it means uh, a little ways down the road, you will see the gas prices, at the gas and diesel prices at the pump dropping. And that's what's going on in the markets. Well, a lot more is going on in the markets than that. I mean, we could go on for two hours about the markets, but... That's all I'm going to talk about right now. Well, there's some actually there's actually other things out there that are happening besides the interest rate issues that are coming up, but they're all entangled with the interest rate issues. It's 
we're inter- we're living in interesting times, uh, very definitely. The corporate bond market is behaving, and and you have to understand how bonds work and so on to get this straight. But the corporate bond market is clearly behaving as though nothing but boom times are ahead, while the treasury bond market, which is actually composed of bills, notes, and bonds, is behaving and screaming, we are about to have a recession. And the leading economic indicators are screaming. Matter of fact, if we look back at when the leading economic indicators and the treasury yield curve started telling us we're going to have a recession, we are clearly, according to them, in a recession right now, except so we're still growing. That employers last month hired, created three hundred and created and filled three hundred and eleven thousand net new jobs. And we're getting paid more is, now than we were before. And unemployment still really low. So all that stuff doesn't say a recession. <sighs> but there's some the, the the concern and one of the reasons the market went down with Can, that. Do you mind if I throw this in because it's only pertinent to what you just said? Okay. The treasury market does have a little instigation. Janet Yellen did just say that if the house doesn't pay our bills, we could collapse and not pay. So I can understand why they're like, what's going on? They may not pay me. There's a, there is a big if hanging over the economy. This is off the subject I was about to talk about, but this is so critical folks. And you'd have some effect on this. If, the Republicans in the House of Representatives, and that's where it's the only place it's coming from, so I'm going to name them, choose to not raise the debt limit. Well, actually, we're past the point where we've passed the where we, we've hit the debt limit. But when the federal government runs out of money and stops paying people because they can't they can find any they can't find any more money that they can shuffle from one place to another, which could happen as early as June or as late as August, according to the analysts that I've read, we could definitely see a recession triggered at that moment by the fact that the United States government defaults on its debts, that the whole world economy runs on an assumption that the United States government will never default on its debts. If if, if the members of Congress determine that they are willing to wreck the whole thing to get their way, then no matter how good that way is, that all bets are off at that point in the economy. All bets are off in the stock market. All bets are off everywhere because the entire financial system, certainly of the United States and, and largely for the entire world, is based on a foundation sound as the dollar. That the dollar that if you borrow, if you loan money to the United States of America, or if the United States of America owns you, owes you money, they will pay it back. And as soon as they say, "I'm sorry, I know the loan is due." But we're not going to pay. Whoa, I have been trying to get my mind around the implications of that. It isn't pretty, folks. It is, there's nothing pleasant that will come of that. So that's a big issue. Um, but there's other things going on. Yeah, and we're about out of time for this hour. We're, we're, we got a lot of stuff to talk about, obviously. We're going to talk more about um, what's going on across the big, wide economy. We're going to talk about specific things happening in Congress. Um, but if you would like to talk to us off the air, we actually do talk to people when we're not on the air. It's really weird. I know. Um, we, we talk to each other more on the air, I think, than any single time off the air. Kind of nice. The two of us get to chat and so on. But if you'd like to talk to us, we've got email addresses in here and then we 
been asking you to join the program, you can email us at jake at tpwc.com and jeff at tpwc.com, Tango Papa Whiskey Charlie. Um, you can talk to us uh, in person if you would like to talk about your portfolio and how that would affect you. We give fiduciary investment advice through the personal wealth coach, and you can reach our voicemail on the weekend, real live people during the week locally at 254 947 1111. You can reach that same line toll free at 1 800 914 7526. That's 800 914 plan. Presuming you still have one of those lines attached to your house and a little ringer thing on it. Um, those weird ancient technologies. Uh, you can go to our webpage, thepersonalwealthcoach.com or tpwc.com, where you can read our newsletter going back a long time, see what we were saying before. Um, sign up for our newsletter. You can listen to our radio programs going back a long ways there, or you can find our podcasts anywhere you can find podcasts. We got all kinds of bite-sized ones or long ones, whichever ones put you to sleep fastest. If your doctor agrees, it's all good. Uh, the last thing is you can contact us through the contact form or Jake or Jeff at tpwc.com. Until next hour, this has been The Personal Wealth Coach. <laughs>